You're listening to the Crit Dev Podcast with Matt, JT, and Corey. It's October 28th, 2019, and a lot has happened since our last recording, so we've got a lot to cover. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Matt. This is JT. And Corey. Whoa, it has been a minute, hasn't it? It certainly has. What has everybody been up to? I've been doing a lot of work, but I've finally switched off from Mournflight after our most recent events. I ran them at two events that we'll talk about later, and I'm now branching out to other warbands. We're looking more at Dothari's and Cursebreakers. I want to I wanna cast some spells for once. It's overrated. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand that. I think uh, I was on like the, you know, Reaver and Godsworn train for so long that when I switched over to Skase Wild Hunt with the release of Beastgrave, it felt so nice to be rolling for hammers and actually <laughs> right? have, you know, a couple defense dice or rerolls and stuff. Yeah. But if you played Curse Breakers, you could have an innate hammer. I yes. mean, jeez. I gotta tell Don't you, me. that was really nice. How that, bad did you feel afterwards? Uh, dirty. I think. As I said, I think that size said it all. Somebody get Corey a wet nap. Cool. JT, right. what have you been up to? Um. So let's see. Last time we spoke to the audience, we were uh, just after the Beast Grave release. So Grimwatch has dropped. I have gone whole hog on it. Um, Flesh Eater Courts are one of my AOS armies that I really enjoy, um, along with the upcoming. Um, Bone Bros, Tomb Cons, whatever you want to call them, going on those as well. The Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Yes. So I picked up a Grimwatch, and I've been trying to play around with them, tweak them. I know the Grand Clashes happened, and they were pretty popular, but I'm trying to find my own style. haven't been too much with them. So, um, yeah, that's mostly me running some events that I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. Cool. I've been uh, doing a lot of traveling for work, stuff like that, and unfortunately I haven't been able to play a lot of games while I was traveling this time around. Yeah, you've been a little AWOL, huh? Dude, I just, yeah. I just Not as going. AWOL as Josh. That's very That's true. true. Sorry, you've been... A- Ow. You've been absent on leave. <laughs> absent. Yeah. Uh, absent without leave. No, you've just been ah. Yeah, just you've... been absent. That's all. Absent. No, we didn't give you leave. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, but it was understandable. Whereas, yeah. you know, Josh... Mm. Right. Family stuff. Ugh, what's that? Well, He's in some like chateau in Alberta. Al- well, we Alberta. Some, well, he has some other family stuff it's, too. It's, yeah. it's French-ish, right? I think. Can- Canada. Well, I mean, he also has more like serious family stuff though. Yes, so yeah, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. But I'm still gonna give him shit no matter what. Well, we may bag on him a bit, but at the oh, end of the day. Uh, Josh, if you're listening, <laughs> I seriously apologize. I was supposed to pick up his grim watch tonight me well sorry bro so you might hear this a week later <laughs> he's still sitting there actually i'm gonna text him right now while we're while we're casting so. okay sounds great we can uh yeah. Anyways, move on but, but yeah so i've been traveling a lot for work and uh in in my free time besides that i've been trying to get as many games in as i can i've been playing a lot on vassal recently so i got on the vassal train good man. uh thanks to our good buddy zach newcomb you got me hooked on that so thanks zach <laughs> But I've been part of that league, and I think we're starting up the fifth week right now, and I'm 3-1 and one so far. Somehow, uh, I was able to squeak out a couple near, uh, you know, very close victories against some very good players, um, who hopefully you guys will, you know, hear a little bit more about that later on. Um, I.e., uh, I, I played Max Bernstein nice. uh, on the Vassal League uh, last week, and, oh, no, two weeks ago, sorry, two weeks ago. 
was able to squeak out a victory against him with some hot dice and you know what I would like to believe is some good play. Sizzling. Um, yeah, and and um, yeah, so he also invited me to come speak on their podcast uh, on Skate Wild Hunt. So hopefully that'll be released here um, around the same time that we release this episode. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So to kick things off, guys, we have had so much happen as we already talked about. But before we get into all that. Let's just touch on a little bit of community development. I think, as we all know, community development is the most important thing to this game and the development of just the community in general to get more players into it. Because, again, the game is only as fun as we make it. I do want to paint an illustration for those of you who are listening in the UK. You may be used to uh, a much more tight-knit community. I know we, we witness from here in the States that it is very easy to assemble uh, tournaments with a higher count than you have fingers um and community development in the states has become a lot more integral especially because we're so spread out for a game of this yeah yeah i know the uh the big discord had a chat two-ish weeks ago yeah about the travel capabilities Mm -hmm. and things like that right i know eric was chiming in on that where he was saying he's got like a six day radius that you can make and the only grand clash right now is ATC. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that, that grand clashes happen so often within such a small radius in the UK, which where it's totally feasible. Just the EU, not just the UK. Oh, yeah, EU. Well, no, not even the EU, because you know, if you're Italian, mm-hmm. you've got like one. Well, not necessarily in their country, but I'm saying just travel within the EU. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the facilitation yeah. there That's is much fair. easier than us even going to Chicago or something like that. I mean, I'm sure it still has its own challenges and things that they have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that they still they have the capabilities. They're a little, a little more accessible than I think a lot of people around the United States do. Yeah, my, my whole goal of bringing that up was just to illustrate how important community development is, even right. more so for us in the States. Right. Like this weekend was the SoCal Grand Clash, right? Yeah. There's two Grand Clashes this weekend, which we'll talk about more in a sec. But the SoCal one, uh, I would have personally loved to go to. And I'm a person that actually has the capability of doing that, right? Like I'm unencumbered. I have, you know, the means to do it. So even I was just like, there's, it's too difficult for me to go to yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's just good to show. Um, speaking of Grand Clashes and whatnot, I have one question and then one point to bring up. Sure. Um, how much censoring are we doing, Corey? Or are we just mar- marking this as a uh, explicit broadcast? Because I realize I've already dropped one. <laughs> yeah, you dropped a couple already. Yeah. If you drop some, and it's good. If, if basically Corey gives us the green light, and we start talking <laughs> about the Gigabytes tournament, I'm going to start dropping some F-bombs too. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. You're going to make my job more difficult, but fine. Okay, f*** it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring up the leak of the OP kit contents. Mm. Yes. And it comes to how we get invited to the Grandmasters Clash. Oh yeah, f- yeah. that noise. <laughs> okay, I didn't even have to break the ice. Corey yeah. covered that one. Yeah, yeah no, no, this I, is that's, that is bullshit. Terrible. Like, well, do explain, please, because I actually uh, am not as caught up as the rest of you so, guys. So I've been going a lot. Winning a store level event enters you into a raffle mm. to earn a spot. Okay. In the Grandmasters. Every store event that you win, does that give you another Un- Unclear. Ticket? 
Okay. Unclear. Because otherwise, I could definitely see spamming local events. Yes, that is what everyone who has seen this has brought up thus far. Mm -hmm. And actually, there Let's is go curb stomp those dudes over Norcross again. <laughs> yeah. So there, um, there is actually a good analogy. We have seen this happen in the past for other game systems. Magic: The Gathering did this for a while. They offered at their weekly Friday Night Magic events, you could qualify for getting into regionals the invitationals for regionals if you won enough Friday Night Magic games or tournaments. So you had a lot of um, whack players, win at all costs players, going around tournament after tournament and just stomping the living shit out of every five-year-old and ten-year-old kid who showed up to his first Friday Night Magic event with his jank ass deck that he built. That's not cool. And Magic is a very prominent game, and for them to make a blunder of that magnitude and then quickly reverse their decision, for GW to not look at something like this and not do their due diligence of whether or not this would be a good Wait, this idea. Was the research first? Yes, they're Four supposed thought? to. GW? Yeah. What are you talking about? Okay, so yes, but for them to not do their due diligence really speaks volumes, especially with something like this. When you're asking people to travel, for an event. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I am being very facetious yes, for those of you who can't tell. <laughs> well, I mean, as we just talked about, community growth is so key and vital, uh, especially to uh, you know an area that mm -hmm. is not really popular. If you turn this game into something where you're incentivizing people to just go in again, like you just say, like curve stop little kids, or whatever you want to say, it, it really guts that community growth right. in, a, in, a, in a very direct way. And so, um, that's not very intelligent. Bottom line, this bad idea. Don't oh, do absolutely. <laughs> um, so there's still a lot we don't know. We don't know if winning multiple tournaments is going to affect your odds. We don't know when you're going to find out. You could find out the night before the tournament, before the clash, and hotels are booked. Who knows? Um, so a lot of questions are still up in the air. Hopefully GW is a little more forthcoming with information as we go forward, but you know as much as we do at the moment. Go My ahead. turn to be facetious. Guys. GW? Forthcoming with information? <gasps> yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Sorry. Tan so, yeah. Tangent. So tangent let's get to complete. some... Complete. Uh, yeah. yeah, community growth. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So we had a learn to play day uh, a while back. Was it a couple weeks ago? Two where, weeks ago. Yeah, Two where weeks. we got together with some of the owners, right? From JT, actually, you you were the ones that contacted them. You can kind of explain this a little better, not can. Yeah, no. So I just uh, set up a uh, organized play day, but instead of doing a tournament in an OP kit, we set up a learn to play. We broadcast to a wider audience than our normal tournament uh, are advertised to. And we tried to get in some newer players. So um, ever since Shadespire first dropped, so Warhammer Underworlds Day One, um, our local store, or at least this one that I'm close to, um, has sold out of um, almost all releases for the first week or two, including core kits and things like that. So we're talking dozens to low three digit sales on cores alone. And we have a normal group of 8 to 12 people that show up on a Monday night. So we wanted to see if we could get some of those other people that have bought the system out playing and integrate them into the community. I was unfortunately unable to attend. I had some of those, you know, family responsibilities that these guys hate on so much. Um, but I did facilitate the scheduling, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, things like that. Got them some table space Well, some other jerks were playing 40k and whatnot. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll turn it over to Matt since you were in the event there. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, I, I just kind of showed up and was 
kind of uh, trying to attract people over to our like little spot where me and Blake were set up and, and trying to get people games. And we were able to get a couple new players interested that came by, uh, demoed the game for a couple people. Just quick shout out to uh, Evan, one of our new players that, that has been coming out and is really awesome. He's been picking up on the game very quickly. Uh, Mark and uh, and also Chris. Well, Chris Camacho and there's another Chris that also came out that used to, or I think he plays AOS. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. one of the regular AOS players. He was actually at ATC with us. Nice. Um, he was on one of Giga's many yeah. <laughs> AOS teams mm -hmm. for yep. uh, ATC. But yeah, so it was a successful event in my eyes. We were able to get a couple players in, and they showed up to our Gigabytes tournament the following weekend. Yeah. So, you know, just a quick word out to anybody that's listening to this, and I know it's difficult trying to grow the community in your area if you uh, don't have a lot of players and stuff, but it is possible. You just have to get out there and kind of get in touch with your local community, gaming stores, and kind of set some stuff up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You can do it. <laughs> So, keying off of that, let's continue the logical train. Mm. Uh, so, Learn to Play one Saturday, uh, followed eight days later by a G uh, OP turn kit tournament at the store. At Gigabytes, right? Yep, at Gigabytes. Um, I was running that one. Um, we had a fairly decent turnout. We had 14 players. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, including a couple of the newer ones that Matt recruited during our Learn to Play. We could have had a lot more people. There were just a lot of people that are either missing or just you know other engagements and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A couple had some things come up, but then we also had some. I think we only had one guy come down from Dragon's Eye, unfortunately. Yeah, there was Who's a big crew up there. Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Okay. But, cool dude, though. Yeah. No. Awesome dude. Thanks for coming down. Bring yeah. some friends next time. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> So we pretty much filled up all the allotted space. Um, I threw a little bit of a, you know, hissy fit about our allotted space, but I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But we filled up our allotted space. We had 14 players there going strong, including some that had drifted away from the community and came back and things like that. Yeah. I think we had 10 or 11 unique warbands, I want to say. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. There uh, was, yeah. I think the only warband that was represented multiple times was the Grimwatch. Yeah. No, there were two Grimwatch, two Mull? Nope. There was only one Mala. Or no, was there no, two? I thought there was three. No, you know, Kyle and um, one other were both playing Molog. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. I played Steven. him in the first round. Steven, thank yeah. you. Steven both played Molog. Yeah. And then we had two Despoilers, I believe. Yeah, so. that's yes. right. That's yeah, right. I think those were our only dupes. Yeah. yeah, Evan and Kyler. But yep. yeah, um, so good tournament. Uh, as previously discussed, I did up the round time to an hour and 45 minutes, right. so 105 total. Mm -hmm. I was still calling time on people, so I think I'm not going to increase any more right now, but I definitely think that it does deserve some introspection by all the event runners out there. Oh, I 100% yeah. agree. Our event times will go up the more often objective play is yeah. pushed because it takes more time to consider all of the possible outcomes of, okay, sitting on objectives and how best to maneuver. The more you play objective style, the more chess-like the game becomes. And that's very important to consider. The more aggro you get, the, you can, the things die. I was about to say, yeah. the, the quick answer is just play the way that I always play, which is pull up four charge tokens every game and <laughs> problem solved. Just charge, charge, charge. Yep, there we go. What's in um, range? I'll charge you. You can't yeah. do that with three models, though. Yeah, <laughs> and I was very on the fence on calling time on our final game, um, yeah. as it was the deciding game for who won the glass. You ended up in not calling end, time, right? I did call time, but the game had already been decided. I didn't let them finish, but it was after round two, two 
two. Yeah, you let him finish the round. And it was going to be a landslide. There's okay. no way for okay. a catch-up. Okay. Yeah. That was that was Blake and his gits. Yeah. Blake, Blake, Blake Wilson. Blake Wilson. And his, Not yeah. Blake Huffman, who no. has been on the podcast already. Correct. Yeah. Um, Blake and his gits versus Zach and his non-dwarfs. Yeah. Grimwatch. Yeah. Grimwatch. Yep. And I and I do want to point out that Blake is a relatively new member of our community, and he's done a great job at just you know. Well, he's new to, to our community, but he's not new to the game. Right. Um, he came down from Dragon's Eye as well. Yeah. He played with Eric a lot. Still, credit where credit is due. Blake's doing good work. Yeah. Speaking of good work, just not to, to get off too much on tangent, but the Dragon's Eye tournament was what a week, two weeks before that. It was a week before the um, the Learn to Play Day. It was right after Beast Grid was. Dragon's so it was right after our last time, our last podcast. Right. Yes. Okay. That was also because I know we talked about this on the last podcast. We were building that one up. That ended up having 14 players, and that was also a really great experience. A handful of us from Giga Crew went up there to. Uh, what city was that in? I don't remember what city it was in. I don't remember either. Anyway, it was, it was north of, of Atlanta. Canton, I believe. Canton? Yeah, okay, yeah, Canton. Uh, 14 players, uh, half, no, over half of those were all local players up there. Yep. We did five rounds, best of ones. Um, so we, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I do want to point out that for that tournament, we did have a majority of unique warbands. The only exceptions were Eyes of the Nine and... Despoilers. These, yeah, Despoilers, again. Everyone else was unique, right. which is... Fantastic to see. I'm the only person playing Wild Hunt, apparently. You know what? That's okay. JT <laughs> tried them out. For, for us, I think a majority of them is once somebody claims a warband in our meta, we tend to back off. That's why, like, purposely, I was, like, dropping little hints before Peace Creek. I'm like, oh, I call it Wild Hunt. I, I, I know <laughs> that when the Ogres come out, or when the Ogre warband comes out, I am shanking anybody else who works. Like, I, I want them. Unless they, you, unless my playstyle doesn't jive with them. You in which want case, my... Or half of Feast of Bones? Your ogre half? No. Or, yeah. Or no, I actually canceled my pre-order. I know. I heard. Yeah. I, you know why I did it? I did, yeah. We talked about okay, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For 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 those of you who are listening, a bunch of releases got um, leaked. Like the release schedule up until December got leaked. I say, this also includes some relevant information. Yes. So let's go on that tangent real quick and explore it all the way to the thread end. So for November. For a November release schedule, we have the uh, Ripa's Snarl Fangs yep, for November the 23rd. 23rd. Yep. Yes. I don't remember which date it was, but we have a new product called Champions of Dreadfane, which is red same retailing. Date, What's it? Is it the same date? Okay. I'll double yeah, check. So are we getting three warbands at once? Well, <laughs> the Champions of Dreadfane should be Banshees and, and Right. Arnsons. But is it? Because... Right now, Dreadfane Warbands are only U.S., Germany, and Canada. Yeah. So we, as a global community, will be getting well, yeah, right. for the first okay, time. Seriously. So like so, in the U.K., they begin. Yeah. So my question is, are they releasing just the Warband cards and telling you to go get the minis on your own? Or are they bundling them in at right. some super discount price? Well, the price, JT is looking up right it's now. 35 so right? No. Yeah. Champions is 60 Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. 35 for... 30 cost probably the beast grave like party pack or whatever it's called oh the beast grave party pack's 30 <laughs> oh i'm yeah. sorry that's the one's like 30 30 dude bucks. yes if it's an advent calendar <laughs> with like beast grave thing themed <laughs> candies i'm all in <laughs> if, if it's a bunch of caramels that are like oh no it's ender shards or something along those lines i i will buy i will buy it's fine Oh. Yeah. All right, so where is it? 
So we get the Champions of Dreadfang. I'll find the, the party pack in a bit. Um, the oh, there it is. It's a gift pack. Gift and it is pack. 35. Okay, so... Um, um, but we, I, so we also get... So with Champions of Dreadfang for 60, and it's all US dollars for our audience broad, um, we also have uh, sleeves for uh, Iron Soul and Mournflight. So, 100% this is probably going to be just a... The Dreadfane box, <laughs> but but minus the Dreadfane board and hazard cards. And Which I'm then, fine with. And then plus, I, you know what, I'll buy it again, it's fine. That's yeah, fine. I was going to say, the question is, does it come with the missing universals? Yes, 100%, that is what I'm going to call right now, is that it's coming with the missing universals. Yeah, yeah and, the, and, the, and the issue I have... My balls uh, kind of hurt from getting yanked side to side so hard by GW. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going to get into. Those people that have already bought Dreadfane... Do you now have to rebuy a $60 pack just to get those universals? Like, yes. That's that's, that's nice. what the leaked yeah. shows. That's not confirmed, but uh, yep. if that's the case, yep. then sucks to suck, I guess. I don't know. I didn't buy Dreadfane because uh, it only, you know, didn't really apply to the, the larger game unless you wanted those warbands. Yep. So I, I just kind of bit the bullet on that. I so bought it because I wanted it. the warbands. So... Which kind of just going back to that, you've been playing the Banshees so much, and that's... We ended up having, uh, I think, the fourth round of that mm -hmm. Dragon's Eye tournament we played. And it was only best of one. And yeah. if I remember correctly, that game, you had some pretty crappy dice rolls. Yes. And I was just on top of my game. I'm pretty sure you he know. got some revenge the next week, though. Yeah. Well, that's what or I'm two saying. Weeks. Is that the yeah. next week, though, or no, two weeks later, yeah. at, Dra oh, at, uh, oh. at Gigabytes, we played again. And essentially, it was, you know, there was only three undefeated players left by the final round yeah uh zach and 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 blake. Uh, blake played off in one match which we already said blake and winning but then you and i Corey, you were two and one i was two and one I, the only round i dropped was to zach who i who i both lost board rolls to and we realized grimwatch were actually a pretty hard counter to mourn flight right just because of the way they played but and anyway. we did three rounds Best we, of three, or we, do we do four rounds best we, of three? Three rounds best of three. Three rounds best of three. Okay, so you were one and one at that point. I was one and one. I okay, had I had one game, or round one pretty handily, and then round two was... Well, yeah, two. we played that match, and <laughs> you beat me, you yes. know, we'll just get, we'll just throw that out there. Yeah. But the way you beat me, I think is one of the most... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you laugh, you laugh. Yes. Listeners, just, just picture this. Uh, Corey's doing some shenanery, which I can't even remember exactly all it is right now. Mm -hmm. But I remember one point you played Restless Prize to move the, the fifth token that wasn't being held yet underneath Althane or Carthane, whatever it was, one of my, one one of of your, my wood elves. Yeah. yeah, you moved it underneath them. I'm sitting there like, sure, okay. yeah. all right. And I had a chance to knock you off of one objective. Uh, with my archer, uh, with her double shot, her fast shot, mm -hmm. and I and I succeeded on the first one, and I thought, should I just knock him off the objective now? I can't get the second shot off. Uh, I really want this kill though, and there's no way he's running supremacy. I asked you too. I was like, are, are you, you running, running supremacy? supremacy? Like, you gotta tell me you're running supremacy, and you kind of left. You're like, no, I don't have supremacy. Or no, something no, no, like that. no. What? No, what I said was, do you want me to tell you whether or not I'm running supremacy? And then you said, no, I actually don't. <laughs> And so I didn't tell you. <laughs> and I went for the kill. Naturally, I missed it, of course. Yeah. And then you proceeded. I should have known. You had this big shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> and then you proceeded in the end phase. You scored, what, supremacy 
and dug in. No, I, I scored um, dug in and coveted yes, spoils. Yes, that was it. Coveted freaking spoils and dug in on me in one end phase for seven glory. At that point, he was ahead of me eight to four. And that alone just surged me up seven glory <laughs> ahead of him. And all of a sudden, I was back in it and ready to party. And even though I think you're you're beating me pretty handily as far as like the combat goes in that match, I still had enough passive glory that I was winning. Mm -hmm. And had I just decided to knock you off that objective, I would have stopped you from getting that seven glory and could have won that match. Yep. That was one. I literally like stood up and I was like, mother. <laughs> like walked off there, for a there was sec. a moment of incredulity first when i was like dug in and you're like who the f plays dug in i was like who plays dug in i do yeah it me yeah and i think now dug in is actually much it's i think it's a lot more viable now yeah right? yeah so it's actually not a bad card but at the time i was like who the f plays dug in yeah um i i will say um as a postscript to that particular you know, tournament playing Mournflight as a objective-based warband um, is great and almost unstoppable if you win the board roll. Hmm. If you lose the board roll, you are practically hosed and you have to fight an uphill battle. Yeah, why is that? So your opponent will, after the first round, if they've already seen your strategy, they will almost always take the board first and take the objectives and force you to come to them. Once you are forced to come to them, they can surround you with their whatever they've got. Do you have, and do you have, a, pen, do you have a pen, Corey? Why was that? Are you taking notes? notes okay. <laughs> sure. I can teach you next sure. time. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that kind of unbalanced Mournflight now is that we are seeing more objective play, less aggro play. Yes. So even if they don't know what you're playing, mm -hmm. there's a greater chance that they're going to want first board anyway. Correct. What we're hoping uh, Champions of Dreadfane will do is it will actually give warbands with an aggro focus more aggro options because one of the two warbands in the box is a aggro focus, I've only got range one attacks, um, sure I've got a little more m mobility, but it's, it's going to be rough. Yeah, I believe it. So um, I want to take this opportunity since we're talking about tournament play and whatnot. Mm -hmm to what uh transition into what matt is affectionately called mustergate <laughs> so actually that's really i'm glad that you talked about that because i wanted to touch on that before we got into uh this past weekend's recent events yeah but yeah so the Grimwatch mustergate quote unquote um i think this is just downright silly yeah <laughs> you know you guys uh familiar with it right yes <laughs> so the issues being uh the Grimwatch when they came out mm -hmm. Almost immediately, everyone's calling for an FAQ on these guys because they have their muster, uh, or no, they have the ghoul call ability, or the warden, their, their warden, which, yeah, Boca, know, whatever his <laughs> the name Duke, is. the Duke, yeah, <laughs> Baron um, Dumbass, as I yeah. like to call him. He's he's got his hey, ghoul call hey. ability. He kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's Scritch 2.0. He needs to put on some pants. He's basically Scritch and. The warden mm -hmm. combined to make us it's like it's like scritch and the warden came together and had a baby he's he's scritch and, and then you can give him upgrades to make him the warden yeah pretty much. and he gets a free activation of either of their type god damn so the and then he also has the the muster uh ability on his car that allows him to do the ghoul call ability at the beginning of uh a round so which brought up the the idea because on his card it says do this right and most people know 
you know, when a card says to do something in the game, even if it contradicts what the rules say, you follow what the card says. Um, mm. You know, it, pretty much card card rules. Uh, you know, they, they override yes. normal yep. game mechanics. So people were saying that because it said do this, it automatically counts towards something like keep them guessing. Yeah, and it sparked this whole debate. Which I mean, that's not even the only part of it, but the, you know, that's the, the main one. So, with that said, Mustergate is this whole debate of does the muster ability go off automatically regardless if there's a dead ghoul or not? And does that count towards keeping guesses? Yeah. Well, we now have an official ruling. Official. Semi. Well, semi. It happened at the Grand Clash, but that's yeah. the best we got at the moment. No yeah. FAQ yet. Yeah. It's going to drop tomorrow and burn this entire recording for us. Yeah. Right. Dude, that means I got, I got to push this recording, but every time we swear, it adds another 10 minutes to my recording time. Nice. <laughs> so, I want uh, those to be individual bleeps, not one long bleep. But anyways, <laughs> so there's that whole thing. Another part of the Mustard Gate, uh, I just like to roll all the Grim Watch you know, mechanics, debates into just the Mustard Gate title. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. The other one is if the scatter token for when you actually do the ghoul call ability, if you put on an edge hex uh, and you face, you know, it, whatever direction, and then you roll the die, and the die is, you know, we'll say uh, the scatter token is facing directly at the edge that it is on, and you roll a hammer, mm -hmm. does that ghoul spawn in the, the exact same hex as the scatter token, or do they not? Uh, you know, they're not uh, uh, resurrected whatsoever. Mm. You know, that was not a big debate. Yeah. And then another couple, like, small things to throw in there. If a, you know, fighter or ghoul is out of action when the rest of the warband inspires, when they get back and, you know, when they come back into action the next round, are they inspired too? Uh, some people were arguing it says on the card, you know, inspire, blah, blah, blah. So therefore, you know, even though they're dead, they should inspire. Uh, I think that one was a little bit clearer that they're out of action, they shouldn't be able to inspire, but some people were arguing the other way. And then the last one, one placing the token and you scatter. If we'll say the boards are offset and the direction of your scatter would go through, um, you know, an incomplete hex into essentially off the board, then back onto the board, uh, you know, an offset board situation, would it be before you go off the boards, you know, like basically mm. like one or two yeah. hexes away from you, or the furthest one, you know, on the other person. This is essentially the same argument, that the last point, I mean, the same argument as uh, uh, Extreme Flank. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was just a lot of contention there. So over this past weekend, though, they played the Grand Clash up in uh, Nottingham, I think, in the UK. Mm. And, um, you know, Michael Carlin... Uh, was, uh, you know, we'll talk more about this in a minute, but before that, um, he was on the big Discord, and uh, I asked him, um, how are they ruling, the, the TOs up there, how are they ruling for the uh, Grimwatch? And he said in the most conservative manner, meaning no mustard if there's no dead Crypt Ghoul, no scatter with the token on the edge, um, so essentially you can't even put the, the scatter token on an edge hex, and then no inspire if dead. Yeah. Um, and they did answer that that fourth one we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know that one Or whatever board board mm -hmm. side. I don't think anybody thought to ask that question. Right? Yeah, but um, still, so there is a little bit of presence now in the yeah. debate for mustard gates. And I agree with the first and last. The second one, where is where as a organizer, I do disagree. 
Um, I think you can place that hex wherever you would like, but at the same time, given the wording of the ability, if it scatters into somewhere where you would not be placed anywhere other than the same hex as the scatter, you're hosed and you don't get a placement. Yeah. So, so we at least have some something to refer back to, but it's still not official. And it, it to me, it's just a little frustrating because here we are with quote unquote the most competitive mentors game, and they just released a warband. They have the answers, right? The people that made the game know what their intent was behind these cards and mechanics. Yeah. There, there's nothing left to wait for to release an FAQ. And we're sitting at uh, the Monday following uh, two Grand Clashes, the SoCal one and the one in the UK. Mm -hmm. and we still don't have an FAQ. I, no. I personally just think it's the creators need to take the time to sit down and actually write it out. Um, like the questions have been asked. Um, now we need to know if that line of communication between us asking the questions to the developers has actually happened. And I think we're in that transitional phase between communicating our questions and the formation of a new FAQ. Um, well, you know, we sit here and talk about new FAQ this, new FAQ that. By the time this episode comes out, we'll probably have a new FAQ. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to whip Corey into shape so we get this out in time. It's, a, it's like a... It's better like hit by tomorrow morning. You say FAQ yeah. three times in a row and, and <laughs> one pop... Dave Sanders pops out of a mirror with a sheet with a scroll in hand going, here's your FAQ. Um, we actually kind of jinxed ourselves. Maybe that's like what we need to do. Anytime we want something to happen, let's just make an episode. And it'll be done. By the time <laughs> there you go. Release it. Um, speaking of Gates... Remember our very, very brief stint that we had on uh, Facebook with Flipgate? Flipgate. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> if you flip it, feature, is it removed? Yeah. Is that the one? Token oh, yeah. 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 That was fun. So, so what's the consensus here for that? No, well, you don't yeah, remove it. Yeah. Right. It has yeah. to literally, the token needs to be off the board for it to be removed. Otherwise, it's just flipped. Yep. If I kick you hard enough that your nuts shrivel into your body, have I removed them? <laughs> no. They're still there. They're yes. still there. Yeah. So, so the actual, what the, the actual argument is, is that uh, feature tokens now have a modal template. They are either objectives or lethals, but they are still feature hexes. Flipping a objective hex, which it is its default state, to a lethal hex does not remove it and merely flips it to that state. And this debate sparked from the massive upheaval evil uh, upheaval card, which is you know whatever flip yeah. however many flip them all in the territory of the does caster. massive upheaval yeah. upheaval score you scorched her. Right. Um, that that was the that was the question that sparked the whole debate, and ultimately. People are still very divided on it for whatever reason, but personally here, among the three of us, we are at the consensus that flipping is not removing. Right. It is flipping. I'd like, like to imagine things. there's like households where just family members aren't speaking to each other because <laughs> oh my god, how could you be a flipper? <laughs> here, here. Flipper. You're not you're not one of us. Yeah. So <laughs> But yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we haven't had a new FAQ. Lots of potential out there for or room for questions to be answered. But we did get some new OP rules in the format of the Relic, the Champion, and what's the team one being called? Alliance. Alliance, Alliance. thank you. Uh, formats with the new FAR list, or yeah. FART, has been making the rounds, I think, on yeah. the Discord. Yeah. That was such a, so unfortunate. I don't know why they put FAR. FAR just rolls off the tongue so yeah, much better. The bar list. Yeah. But you have the, the far, far striders. The far 
You don't have the bar striders. That's our job. <laughs> I just think that they want to use the word forsaken because it's more dramatic. Yeah. Very British of them. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes into the back of my skull right now. I wonder how many British uh, listeners we have. No, 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 that's Lopping, like two. Lobbying zero, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> probably alienated any Europeans attempting to listen at this point. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to bring them back. We love you guys. Brash Americans. Um, yeah, we just... But no, so we did get the Forsaken Restricted List, mm -hmm. as well as the uh, for, new formats. Yeah, update competition formats. So the six Surge Restriction, we kind of knew was coming, um, based on previous right. deck builders and things like that. The new one, though, is the Restricted List has been changed from five cards to three. Down mm -hmm. to three. But the right. cards on it have also been greatly pulled right. back. So, right. uh, yeah, I have my notes right here. Fired Up and Archer's Focus have been taken off. The restricted list. I think that was a very smart move. Archer's focus is very powerful with Thundrix, um, yes. you know, Thari, any uh, caster, yeah, any caster, breakers. But right now we're at a point where we don't have a very large card pool, right. and at the at the expense of adding maybe more power than we want to into our standard environment, having more cards to build decks from is such a boon to us right now. Yeah, I definitely don't don't hate it overall. I think Archer's Focus, because I don't play those said Warbands, I was uh, a little, mm. you know, I had to take a, take a hey, step back. You could but, Archer's uh, Focus that javelin up all you want, sir. Yeah. Archer's Focus on... Not if you ruin the ploy to the retreat, retreat your javelin. javelin. <laughs> I really should run that. Archer's Focus on, um, on Slain and Yolthari and in Thundrix is good, but... Dude. That's really the only ones. Uh, for Unslain, I think actually Awakened Weapon's better because. What Awakened Weapon? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What's, what's, a, what's an Awakened Weapon? Hey, man. Some of us dig Relic Formats. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like the only guy at the Relic Formats tournament. Yeah. God, you're like a legacy player for Magic. You're like, whatever, I'm the one making the Grand Clash of this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, my bad. Um. Yeah, so so those two are off. Which uh, fired up, I think, is fine because yeah, you, I think it's good to have. Now that you don't have uh, some like escalation, mm -hmm. there's not that easy glory to kind of get the game rolling. So yeah. I, I, I I am guessing that they took fired up off the restricted list because they know. wanted easy glory available to even you know. Let's roll my fired, idea. No, no, no I, I get your <laughs> idea, but I, I disagree that there's not easy glory. So fired up, yes. Scrum. Oh my god, so freaking easy. Scrum is the escalation of this season. Yeah. yeah I don't go that far. Oh, it, it's so much easier. Well, it's, it's one glory, that's the thing. It's that's, one glory, that's the but it's a surge. It's a, it's a one glory surge that your opponent can score for you. Yeah. And most boards, it requires a single movement to complete. Correct. And so if you know you have it, you put in, and you're running objectives, so right. I'm running Grim Watch. So I put an objective in that gap. I put somebody on that objective, I get Scrum and my first objective. Hold. Or if you're Gits, you score it right off the bat. Or Possibly. Sepulchral yeah. Guard. Yeah. Same thing. Can they? Yeah. Right if off you, the bat? If you have two One guys set no, up. I mean, just not not even like uh, take, yeah, make a Yeah, with move. the squigs, like, you can get a block yeah, for like, right, like, any activations. Well, very yeah. first activation. That's what I'm saying. You Let's occupy go. seven starting hexes. You command two of your guys to well, move. Well, no, 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 no move actions. Gets oh. don't have to move. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah that's Yeah, gets don't even have to move. They yeah, just deploy and then score it. So... I think that card was poorly poorly designed. It should have at least at the very least said. <sighs> I don't think it's poorly designed. I think it I think it just didn't accommodate for large warbands. 
Or maybe it did. I just think that there should have been some wording in that card that said at least one enemy fighter and one friendly fighter or something like that. Because it's not a scrum if you're all by yourself unless you guys are just circle jerking. <laughs> Your fighters are all just sitting around. Never mind. <laughs> this, is, this is the rated R version of our podcast. Guys. No, no, let's be, let's be real PG-13. Let's, let's not go down that tangent. Um, yeah, well, so, yeah, my, my whole yeah. point is scrum is a circle jerk. So, I mean, so there is, so some easy glory did go out the window, but there's still a lot there especially with the new objectives and the surge objective stuff so playing my grim watch uh this evening just i had a first round where i was able to score scrum uh in the name of the king and what's the what's the one where you control the objective that's the turn number uh, um shifting, shifting madness. madness shifting madness i scored all three of those in my first Jeez. turn was this against kyler uh, cannot remember. Was I, this I, the game where you scored like eight? No, that was uh, that was against Blake, I believe. Um, but so I did, I did it twice. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I was missing Shifting Madness in one of them. Okay. But I, I did that twice, and then I drew into the Delusional. So I play three gambits, mm -hmm. and guess what I've got? And I'm the better part of the way to the five surge already. So like, yeah. and I have not interacted with my opponent at all. We'll get yeah. to the, we'll touch on this a little more in a minute. But uh, yes, I net deck tonight and, and also played the Grim Watch. I played Marco, Ma Michael Carlin's winning uh, Grim Watch deck from this past weekend's UK Grand Clash. And mm. I agree, it was just downright. By the way, stupid at times. Michael, congrats on the win. Right. So. Um, just to finish up with the official competitions formats thing, the lethal hex placement. Just want to say yeah. that's awesome. I like yeah, that a lot. yeah. Don't yeah. don't make him adjacent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, don't make him adjacent. He can't make can't be adjacent to the other lethal hex token or a lethal hex himself. But, yeah. But still, the fact that you can place lethal hex now, I think, is really awesome. It yeah. Adds a nice little uh, yeah. you know element of of strategy. Well, the with the uh, with the Night Vault board pack, that one side with the three cluster, if you offset with that, all it takes is one lethal hex to make an entire blockade, and I think that's yep. what they're trying to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so let's dive into this past weekend's Grand Clashes. Uh, there was the one SoCal, which had, I think, 16 players, I want to say. Respectable. Yeah. Respectable. Hey, I mean... <laughs> They still haven't taken uh, the title of the Dallas Grand Clash, the smallest Grand Clash in history so far, <laughs> with 12 players. Man, I can't give so damn Grand Clash. Let's try Store so kids get 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, we've now hosted two events here in Georgia that are officially bigger than a Grand Clash. I think that's argument enough to the uh, Grand Skirmish here, at least, right? Yeah. Yep. The Grand Scuffle. Grand, Grand Fisticuff. Yeah. So, well, it's not a grand circle jerk, we're good. The grand circle The grand scum. <laughs> there we go. Actually, so, you know, somebody's going to eventually call their tournament that. The grand scrum. We cannot keep it straight. <laughs> we, we coined it first. Anyone that's out there listening. The grand first. scrum. So, the SoCal uh, uh, you know, event that was won by uh, Whitney sure Fairchild, that. which I'm not, I can't remember Whitney Fairchild's handle on the big Discord. I know you kind of came on there earlier and, and mentioned it the other day. But... Congratulations, he won it with uh, Corey, your beloved Banshees. Yep, more like man after my that? own heart. Well done, man. Um, Leave you to your scrum. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen <laughs> so I've scrum seen, later. I've seen the list, and in comparison to mine, which is actually much more in line with the the Morn Hub list on. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was a great name too. Yeah, on Well of Power. Initially, the list that I ran at Dragon's Eye was actually much more in line with 
with Whitney's Whitney's yeah. list in terms of upgrades. Uh, it ran things like you know uh, potion of rage, more damage upgrades, basically facilitated more combat. Mm -hmm. And our objective deck was essentially the same. And if you look, there's there's like one or two differences. I think fired up replaces dug in mm. as the like the one card difference. Right. And then there are, there are a couple changes here and there, but uh, it's much more aggressive. Um, and I, I can definitely see that winning some awards. If, if we placed that well at Dragon's Eye and I only lost to you because one you played well and two I rolled really shittily. Uh, I like to believe it's because my good playing. Well, yeah, more, more, <laughs> more that than bad dice rolls. When you combine the two. Yeah, when you combine I mean, the that two. That takes one of those things happen. to exist. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And you just play terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I was the worst. I <laughs> you just yeah. no strategic value whatsoever. Um, <laughs> no, you played well. Yeah. But well but done, yeah. well done, man. Well done. Yes, and then the second grand clash that happened this weekend, uh, the big big one in the UK. I think mm -hmm. in Nottingham, one hundred and sixteen players. Eighteen. One hundred eighteen. Seventeen. I don't know. I was uh, there's conflicting numbers because. Uh, I think BCP, I tried counting on BCP myself, and there was one name that was duplicated on there, mm. so I was kind of confused. I know Jonathan Davis, aka Wigglefish, did a really awesome job keeping up the updates for that over the weekend. So he definitely, if you guys want to know specifics, go to uh, Well of Power, and you'll be able to yeah. see a lot more info on that. Uh, on that note, he's also done a very good breakdown of uh, Warband representation mm -hmm. and tracking rounds, how, how people performed over he the He is rounds. the community yeah. rain man. He is crushing <laughs> it with everything. Whoa, that's, I, I, I get the general direction he went for, but who? Okay, what's, what's he's, he's the... There's no good one. They no, all have something. No, they, yeah. they all have something. He's a numbers guy. Yeah. He's, he's our community numbers guy. He's not, he's not mentally challenged. That's what you're trying to apply. <laughs> I know. I and that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't be applying. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying he's not Dustin Hoffman? Yes. Okay. I mean, have you seen a picture? <laughs> he's obviously better looking. <laughs> We're going off on some, ra some very are. random tangents right now. But you know what? That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Crit Def is do. about the the tangents, not sit, the sit back and shoot the. Speaking of which, what are you guys drinking? I'm drinking coffee. I finished my teacup full of sake, and I'm doing some water at the moment. Do you want more sake? Probably not. I, I'm I'm thinking we're getting closer to ending, so I'll hold uh, off right now. Up to you. Some uh, port I, wine. You're on your what second glass right now? Do you do you want me to stage a third for yes. you? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm Is gonna that a question. <laughs> so I'm not JT. I don't give up on the port wine. All right. <laughs> go ahead, sake me then. Yeah. So this past weekend, the UK Grand Clash, I think had 116 to 18. Don't, I can't remember the exact number. That's still a lot more. Than we had in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit. Ten times. No, I'm not sure you would have placed two, quite as two well, Matt. Under ten times the amount <laughs> you had in Dallas. Ten times. You could fit people. ten Dallas Grand Clashes inside it. <laughs> the UK. Yeah. Well, thank Here you, Corey. Of course. I feel so fancy drinking sake out of a yeah. porcelain teacup. I don't own wine glasses, so we have to improvise a little. But yeah, no. So definitely some good. Uh, view into there. I think Thundrix and Grimwatch were the most represented warbands yes. in the top 16, I believe. Yeah, so after the first day, Whew. they did, what, four rounds the first day? Best um, of three? I can't remember. I know they were best of three. I can't remember how many rounds, I think it was though. four rounds, best of three. You could... It was five rounds. 
That's what I, I was thinking no, five, was, but I was It was four, and then they cut to yeah. day two. Right, right. That's, okay. what, that's what I was getting at. So right, the first right. day uh, was was four you know, matches, four rounds, best of three matches. Then they cut to the top 16. In the top 16, they had four Grimwatch, mm. four Curse Breakers, yeah. four Thundrix, yeah. one Molog, two Thorns, one Eyes of the Nine. One, um, yeah, there were four to start. For Eyes of the Nine? Yes. I don't know how Overall. they were total. I'm saying in the top 16, yes. there was one. Yeah, yeah. So there were four Eyes of the Nine players to start with, and then yep. there was one that just shot past the competition. Three of them got shut down in the first round. Man. And then there was one. I'm blanking on his name right now. I, I know, know who it is. I, I remember the, I remember talking about it on Facebook and Discord. Yeah. I think the first day and the second day, Twitch, TV, Warhammer, yes, they were Warhammer's streaming. channel, mm -hmm. they were streaming games, and they had John Winreese and... Uh, Nick Baton? Yeah, Baton. Baton. Yeah. They were commentating. And they actually did a really good job. I watched yeah. the second day and I watched two different matches. I think a semifinal match with Michael Carlin and. Oh God, I was playing on that right now. But the Polish player that was up there mm -hmm. with Thundrix. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name too. But and then I watched the final with Michael and, uh, and, uh, and, and Phil. Uh, what's his last name? Phil Jones? Sorry. I'm I'm really bad with names. I didn't right take now. notes on that part. That's my B. It's Anyways, Phil. Hey, yeah, Phil. Yeah. Hey, Phil. Hey, Mikey. Phil. So they played their final. You better add that out. That was terrible. <laughs> you gave me that look like no, I stay in it, babe. <laughs> anyway, that is for me to decide. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so they played their final. That was really interesting to watch. Like. And it sucked because there was a couple mistakes that were done during the match, and there was some like you know debating should the commentators that noticed it go up to the table and tell them their mistakes or not, which I argued no, they shouldn't because you know it's it's a grand clash final match, uh, you know they're 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 big boys yeah play the game right they should know even though their their brains are probably soup at that point oh my god yeah no, I can only imagine <laughs> but still you know um, they're at the top level they should be able to, to play the game how it's supposed to be played mm -hmm. and then you can't think exceptions going up to players and point out things whatever all that type of stuff you get go down a long rabbit hole with that mm -hmm. but still with that said it was awesome watching them play there was some very top level gaming going on so much to the point that tonight during our local game night I decided to net deck Michael Carlin's winning Grimwatch deck Matt brought attempted, to local yeah. to, our, to our store and proceeded to just run over everyone. Matt's attempt to alienate all those new players he's trying to gather. To foster, it was, yeah. It was just really Kyler. He kept talking trash to me. <laughs> Did you kill Narvia? Well, if I you could kill Narvia, yes. <laughs> You can't say it anymore now. Mm. He said if you killed her tonight, you, you wouldn't... For anyone, that Lord, for anyone that doesn't remember, uh, Kyler had Narvia and I was playing against him with my God Sworn. I did like six attacks in one night, or six attacks in one game trying to kill her and just missed or got crit deft out every time. And he has not let me live it down ever since then. Yeah. And I finally had my revenge. Yes, he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, congrats, Mikey, for winning the UK Grand Clash, which if memory serves me that's the largest grand clash yet right yeah so far it's the largest one yet and i believe our events will only get bigger right you know we personally have seen a growth in the number of players especially recently yep we've been doing pretty well there so i know we're winding down on the list of talking points yes. and one of the things that matt likes to cover 
is upcoming events. So nothing is firm yet, um, but I did get in touch with GW regarding Warzone, mm -hmm. which is upcoming next Friday, um, November the 8th. Is it really? Speaking of which, Pretty I sure. believe we got a shout out on the Balfour Salvation. We did, yes, we um, did. but I got uh, in contact with GW about it. We're not getting any Grand Skirmish, Grand Clash level support, but with our recent showings at uh, Gigabytes and Dragon's Eye, I'm working with the management at Gigabytes to plan something on a large scale. Mm -hmm. um, we might not get recognition the first year, but I'm okay manufacturing prizes on my own uh, with yeah. store support and uh, buying money going to cover them. Um, I'm hoping that we're looking at 30 to 40 people coming to Atlanta maybe. Um, April to May 2020. Um, this might not be a grand clash this year, but I would love for the community at large to come out, show support, and let's get it one next year. Yeah. Let's do it. And anyone that ends up coming down for our event and stuff like that, again, I should like, I really should be careful about this. I was going to say like, hey, I'll buy your first drink. And I'm just thinking in my head like, <laughs> 30 people are going to show up. Yeah. are going to show yeah. up all of a sudden. Matt, like, where's my oh, beer? I, I, I <laughs> wonder who would actually get a plane ticket just to get a beer from But you. anyone who flies in, how about that? Anyone yeah. who flies in for our event, I will buy you your first drink. It's not a huge incentive, but it's a little something. Yeah, a little cherry a little something, on top. Something. It doesn't have to be a fly-in. We need, we need like a mileage threshold. So even if they drive it, they're good. Yeah. Mm. But out of state, things out of to state, consider. Out of state. Alabama doesn't count. I was gonna say, be careful <laughs> those Birmingham boys. Yeah. All, the, all those North Birmingham guys. <laughs> yeah, we drove two hours. Where's my beer? Yeah. Hey, okay, two hours is still no joke. Hey, let's drive two hours to a mall in nowhere Tennessee and play with each other. Yeah, it's like is I, there is there a trophy on is there glass on the line? We thought there was. Oh, we're talking about that one. Yes. Oh. Mm. Fun fact: they are also the organizers of ATC. Oh, I know they are. Yeah, I've, I've been involved with ATC for many a year, and yes, I know. So this upcoming Warzone, it really it's not even it's not a Warhammer Underworlds event whatsoever. Yeah. It's a 40k event that they just so happen to give us a, a time slot. Right yeah. now, Warzone. Oh, they requested the time slot, so let me be entirely clear. Oh, um, yeah, they requested it, so they got in touch with me. Um, so the Friday night yeah. is a side event yeah. um, before the main show for 40k on Saturday and Sunday. It, it's them looking at our game and going, huh, this is actually kind of popular. Yeah. It is on the 8th of November for any of our listeners that uh, can possibly make it and are so inclined. It is in uh, yep. uh, downtown Atlanta. Uh, there's yeah. plenty of details online. All you have to do is look up, uh, uh, was it uh, Atlanta Warhammer? Or, sorry. No. Warzone it? Atlanta. Warzone Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, we also um, have it on our CritDef uh, page on Facebook. One thing I would yeah. like to do for an upcoming episode, speaking of 40K and, and um, Underworld's crossover, is I would really like to take some time, bring Eric back on this show, and actually discuss the differences between Kill Team and Underworlds, and why he, as a very avid Kill Team player, has adopted Underworlds as his game of choice. Start with a grid and deck system, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea. Yeah, um, because there are a lot of skirmish systems, and now GW is starting to oversaturate itself with skirmish systems. Right. Let's let's hear a little bit more about why. And also Warcry. Yeah, uh, Underworld still is the preferred skirmish, you know, type of game for 
GW as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, and that's with Warcry uh, has come out recently. Mm-hmm. Warhammer Underworld still, in my opinion, completely trumps that. You know? Yeah. We're speaking of which uh, in the in the leaks set. The, the, the whole leaks thing mm-hmm. we're apparently getting a new Warcry expansion which is probably going to be a new book yeah. so yep. we'll see how that turns out I still, I still need to paint my, uh, my snake people myself. you're working on it I've seen progress photos I got a bunch of contrast paints tonight oh, we get hey. <laughs> cheater whatever <laughs> hey 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 no I'm there's, I'm there's no <laughs> cheating in miniature painting only shortcuts so, so yeah so those are the uh, events on the horizon for us I believe does anybody have anything else they want to throw out yeah Actually, there is one thing that we completely forgot to talk about, which is upper hand being banned. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Sorry. Forsaken. Forsaken. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Totally justified. Um, it was a very confusing card, caused a lot of issues, and it it's one of those things card. where it's, as it gained understanding, it was almost an auto-include. Oh, I drew. Even if I don't hit... I hit. It was just stupid asking your opponent when you completely whiff your attack. Hey, can you, uh, please That's the other thing. Dice? I didn't yeah. like it as a hand tell because either that you make them roll their dice every single time, whether you even have the card in your deck or not, yeah. or you're asking it and you're like, oh, I can know what you have in your hand. Well, that was already a dick move to like, you know, have to ask them to roll their defense dice when you completely miss. But an even bigger dick move was those people that didn't have upper hand in their, you know, in their power hand at the time. Yeah. And still were like, I'm just going to mess with my opponent. Hey, can you still roll your defense dice? Well, no. So if even if it's not in your hand, if it's in your deck, you are you should be asking every single time so they don't know when it's in your hand. But that's the problem yeah. is that it creates a situation where you're doing this weird thing that is not intuitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like if your opponent rolls a crit or something, or like two, a, crit a, crit, a, a crit, a crit success and a and a hit, like you know crit and hammer or whatever, and you only roll one die, are you going to roll defense dice? No, no gonna, of course not. It. Yeah, why? Why would I do every single time? Yeah, right. Y- you know, no, you don't. No, I did tonight. Okay, <laughs> listen here. Good for you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You want a cookie? <laughs> no, I already gave him sake. He's good. Yeah, you want some more sake? Wait, actually, I want their cookies. Yeah. So we're actually like this close to being out of sake, and it's not my sake, so I don't want to like kill it. Yeah. Nope. So yeah. upper hand, ban or forsaken. Forsaken. I'm always thinking to have this saying that because so it's actually kind of cool. I'm just growing on me for sure. <laughs> I can see why they change it now. <laughs> so besides that, though. There is a different Forsaken list for the Relic format. Yes. Yeah, and that makes versus sense. Championship and Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And particularly, I think the thing that jumps out to a lot of people is... Uh, Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Mm-hmm. On there. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I think... So we were having a bit of discussion about this in our local Discord. Um, we were talking about how free actions have become or, you know, are becoming much more prevalent. Um, individual warbands have specific infaction access to extra activations through various means, whether it's through the Wild Hunt's extra move ability, or um, the Grimwatch with all of their bullshit, or <laughs> whatever it happens to be. But it's specifically to avoid the abuse of universal mm. action sheets. Right, because otherwise it's a literal, like, auto-include. Yeah, if you're playing relic format. Exactly, and you know, ready for action mm-hmm. covers two of those bases by itself, exactly. and it's 
Yeah, it's not Forsaken, is it? Yeah. No. It's, um, yeah, so... I what we're talking about. Why didn't I ever include keep them guessing in my decks when we have ready for action? It's two actions, right? Yeah. You're, you're, just you're, you're dumb. I'm stupid. That's really why I was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's that and a couple other things like, you know, my turn gets a free attack action out of it. You know, um, the defense one. Uh, yeah, aggressive defense. Aggressive, aggressive yeah, defense, ag thank you. No, aggressive defense is banned. In Relic. No, it is in Relic, but it, I'm just saying, in, oh, yeah. it, beforehand it wasn't even banned. Yeah. It's not banned in uh, Championship. So, so Relic, and, or sorry. It's not even restricted. Aggressive Defense and Baffling Illusion are both also uh, Forsaken in, yes. in Relic format. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is because the, the way they interact with our cards is so just confusing, convoluted. Yeah. I surmise that the, the GW uh, just forsaken those cards to avoid complications. So on the Baffling Illusion front, I want to bring that up because that's been a lot of the reason that people have been giving for the I can muster even if nobody's out of action to muster back. How's that? Hmm? Because the Baffling Illusion one had, can I, do, can I make a charge action? Even though there's not a, a, right, a valid yeah, target. Yeah, can I scatter yeah. into a charge? Yeah. And the answer was yes. But that means that you declare a charge action before you know if you're going to have a valid target or not. Right. right. So that's where the, that yeah. part of their argument is coming from. And so I think those kinds of cases are what GW is trying to eliminate. Right. Yeah. I remember when Baffling Illusion, when it was brought to light, that you could declare the charge, someone plays Baffling Illusion, you scatter, you wind up not having a valid target to charge, but you still get a charge token at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I remember thinking. Yeah, why that would was I like, ever charge? That, well, I, remember, I remember thinking in that fairness, was like. Baffling Illusion had to be played before the charge. It wasn't a reaction. Right. It was exactly. during the power right. so, so you play it, and then you go, okay, then I'm just not going to charge then. Exactly. Right. That's well, the yeah, idea. So that was the idea. It was a turn from charging, but still, the, the fact that, that if you did decide to charge yeah. and, and you wound up uh, scattering and not having a valid target by the end of that scatter, that you still got a charge token. I remember yeah. thinking in my head, it was like that glitch in the Matrix when Neo saw two cats walking by. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, wait, what? How do you, yeah. what? <laughs> Why? Well, it gets a whole lot easier if your opponent went for like full support or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, speaking of keep them guessing and weird, weird rules and stuff like that, the errata from a while ago about keep them guessing, not counting reactions mm -hmm. is a lot more convoluted than simply eroding the rules themselves to say reactions are not actions. Sure. They are reactions. And they could have wrote that into the Beast Grave rules. They could have wrote that into the Beast Grave rules and it would have solved a lot of problems and it would have actually mm -hmm. elegantly changed Keep Them Guessing's wording back to its original wording without errata and just simply changing the rules slightly. I yeah. wonder how many people they actually have on their team for this game. It's two, two guys. people. Yeah. yeah, it's two people. Who would... It's Dave Sanders and somebody else. I don't know who the other person is. They have a couple of people on their graphic design team and uh, like they have but one or two people They're actually writing the rules, coming yeah. up with it's the- It's mainly the, Dave the and- FAQ. Yeah. Uh, yep. Right. If there are other, actually, you know what? You got the rule book, here. Hold on, let me, uh, let me yes. see. Okay, while you guys are talking, I'm gonna see if they provide a credits for- it Should be actually in the front. Yeah, it should be in the front, huh? right? It's not in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Try the back then. It's not, not like the back page, like the very back cover. No, that's the reference guide. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. I'll find, I'll find it. I'll Damn, find it. you tell me they're not Carthane tooting their own horn. 
He gave me the shake of the head like that was the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I play way too much Wild Hunt. That's what that is. Okay. Um, I am getting the sense that they don't want to give their designers proper credit. <laughs> exactly. Well, who am I going to blame now? Whenever we're not getting FAQs on The whole damn company. <laughs> okay. I know, I know if Sanders works on this game. All right. I know he's like the, the brain. This is his brainchild. Anyways. At least the narrative has been given that way. So that's what I'm so, assuming. So that wraps up all my notes, gentlemen. Yeah. That actually wraps up what we have planned for this episode yeah the only other things to touch on uh our facebook page is fully up and running so if yep. you guys haven't checked us out yet the crit def uh, facebook page uh, go on there and, and give us a like or, or join or i don't know how this stuff works I'm not tech guru hmm. come check us out guru. come say hi yeah. yep and and we still have the uh ongoing idea if you guys have a deck that you want to talk about or possibly give a go like during our game nights and then give a you know give our, our opinions on or whatever during the show please drop it on there we'll, we'll definitely take a look at it i think it'd be a fun idea to, to start implementing yeah definitely absolutely take us up on it yet so and then we also have a crit def email gt yeah. yep so um in an effort to attempt to get us onto itunes in the near future i've also set up an email address we are the crit def podcast no symbolism in the lettering um at gmail.com we do have intel from the industry that we will be getting some wolf riding goblins next, next month. month. Yeah. Less some than a month intel. away. Some yeah. leaked intel. Some yep. leaked intel. Um, but until then, let's see if we get a new FAQ before we can drop this podcast, everybody. Let's see if we yeah, get uh, Warzone popping. Yeah, let's, yeah. See, let's see what we end up with count-wise at Warzone. Talk to you guys. Yeah, looking forward to it. I, I, I'm hoping to get, if we can get 10 to 12 people on a weeknight, on a Friday night in downtown Atlanta... Fuck yeah. Yeah. I will buy you all beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yep. do it. All right. Jones. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. This is Matt. JT. And Corey. Till next time.